everyone, this is Father Michael, I want to wish you a good morning, good day, good evening, wherever you are and time you're listening. And uh, today I didn't preach because there was a deacon preaching at the Mass, so I thought I'd offer a, a brief reflection anyhow, and uh, give you something to maybe ponder or chew on, on this awesome feast, well actually one of my favorites, uh, the Feast of the Holy Family. Beginning this reflection, I'd like to just... Think a moment about what it means to be holy. And we, you know, today are reflecting on the holy family. And uh, the word family, an acronym I often like to use is forget about me, I love you. F-A-M-I-L-Y Forget about me, I love you Holiness is being other-centered, not self-centered So when I forget about myself and focus on the other Namely, God's children um, Whether it be biological children, family members, friends, co-workers Even our enemies Focusing on the other, the needs of the other How can I help bring Christ to this other? How can I serve Christ in the other? How can I bring peace to the other? How can I assist this other temporally, materially, spiritually? How can I help others to forgive? How can I help others to, to find the meaning of life? How can I help others to find their purpose? This is what holiness is. Holiness is thinking of the other. Because see, when you are holy... When you are living for the other, then you're going to create family. Because when you forget about me and love others, you create family. Forget about me, I love you. And so if we look at what it means to be holy, holy is uh, something that we receive from God. God is holy. And so we need to receive holiness from God. So if we've... If we, if we know that God's thinking about us, then we don't need to think about ourselves. If we know that God's going to care for us, then we don't need to care uh, so much about ourselves. And is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? God's will is going to be done. So we got to entrust and surrender our lives to the Lord. The highest degree of wisdom, the highest expression of holiness is surrender to and acceptance of God's plan in my life and perhaps that involves uh, embracing the cross a particular physical, mental, emotional illness or spiritual dryness that you're in right now whatever it be it's surrendering to God's will His providence, His plan see God is Father a loving Father who knows best for us so we need to ask daily the saints, the angels, Joseph and Mary, ask our Lord Jesus, our Savior, uh, to save us from being preoccupied with ourselves, to save us from being too focused on ourselves, spending too much energy, time on ourselves, um, too much uh, uh, money on ourselves. So if we focus on the other, we'll find you know, as, as much of a paradox as it might be, we'll find ourselves happy. Because, see, we're designed as male and female, man and woman, 
husband, wife, father, mother, to be other-centered, to be focused on the other. This is how God made us uh, to serve. Um, Satan's uh, whole cry is, I won't serve, meaning I'm thinking about myself. I'm not going to give myself. I'm, I need to preserve myself, protect myself. You know, we speak of self-preservation and uh, thinking, again, overly about self. Um, so we ask the Lord today in this Feast of the Holy Family to help us to become holy, to become other-centered, to forget about ourselves and love others. And, and when we do this, we, we create family, not in our own uh, immediate families, but in the human family, in, in our workplace, um, even in our enemies. This is, you know, you look at the, the, the soldier that pierced the heart of Christ. Um, he converted because Christ gave himself even to his enemies. And it broke the enemy's heart open. Those who fellowshiped with Satan that put Christ to death. Um, Christ continued to give himself and pour himself out. From his pierced heart flowed his blood and water. From his pierced heart flowed his very entire self in love for his even his enemies. And so this is this is a great, great, great uh, call and missionary uh, mandate uh, to live the gospel. Okay, so it's a great idea to talk about holiness, to talk about the call to forget about self and to serve the other, to be other-centered. It's, it's great to talk about, you know, uh, uh, living this way so that we could create family um, in our own families, in our workplace, in the world, the human family, etc. Um, it's great to talk about that. But then we got to ask, well, how do we do it? You know, it's always easy to talk about and give grand ideas, but what do we got to do here? How do we begin to do this, to live this out? Because as we know, as I've spoken, to be holy is a prerequisite for family. There is no family, there won't be family, as God intends it, unless every individual in the human family strives for holiness. That we have this vision that we're called to, to serve, to give ourselves, to live the Eucharist. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about we're called to live the Eucharist. We're called to say with our very lives as male and female, this is my body given up for you. This is my blood poured out for you. Jesus said, do this in memory of me. Do what? Live the Eucharist. Give your body and your blood for the service of others. Spend yourself, pour yourself out for others and again, paradoxically, this is how we're going to find happiness. So, how do men and women in their unique and complementary ways live for the other, be other-centered? How do we give ourselves mentally, emotionally, spiritually, uh, psychologically as men? Um, how do we give ourselves, how do women give themselves as you know, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, how do they give themselves? How do they live the Eucharist? See, men and women both called to live the Eucharist, but because we are different, we live the Eucharist in different ways. And again, this is our culture's struggle with uh, men and women can't be different. Um, the culture so often wants to 
have this egalitarian view where we have to level the playing field, meaning everybody's got to be the same, um, as if being different's bad. Um, and so men are different, women are different. This is like a no-brainer. Um, women's bodies express love differently than men's bodies express love. We're different. We're wired different. We're created to serve the same God in two different ways. Man and woman are two different ways of being human, two different ways of being holy, two different ways of building up the family. You know, and based on this, we could all say very clearly and obviously that God ordained this. It's God who made us male and female because God in his plan in his wisdom he's God we're not knows that in order for us to live out this plan of love and family in the world we need to cooperate with the way he made us as men and for women the way he made them as women and so if we look at family family has its origin in God. God is what? He's one in three persons. He's a communion of three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The family is the communion of mom, dad, and children. So numerous persons, yet one family. So just as the father pours himself out to the son, the son pours himself out to the father, and the love between the Father and the Son is the Holy Spirit. So too the love of man is poured out to woman. Woman receives and gives that love back to man. And the love between man and woman is the gift of children. The third person or fourth or fifth persons of the family. So family is created in the exchange of love between man and woman. So husband, wife and children image the communion of persons on earth of the communion of persons in heaven which is the trinity so if the purpose of the family is to image the holy trinity then if you're an enemy of god whom are you going to attack you're going to attack the family because you know that it's through the family that members of the human family come to know god and his love how do we as children come to know love? Well, by the way we see mom and dad exchange love. And so, if Satan's going to destroy people's experience of love and understanding of love and understanding of compassion and forgiveness and peace, if Satan's going to attack God and how we come to know God, he's going to aim all of his darts and arrows at the human family. And how does he attack the family? Well, he has to attack marriage. Well, how does he attack marriage? Well, he has to attack sexuality. So Satan is attacking masculinity and femininity. He's attacking how men and women strive for holiness. And he's wanting to throw in a, a, a crowbar into that pursuit of holiness that men and women have. And so we look at how men and women, again, uh, strive for holiness. Because again, going back to the Holy Family, Joseph and Mary gave themselves, were very other-centered, and they were centered and focused on the child Jesus. And so 
every man and woman is called to be focused upon the child Jesus, living in their own children, um, living in each other, um, living in the co-workers, the enemies, the family members, friends, aunts, uncles, cousins, mother-in-law, father-in-law, you name it. Jesus is in them. And how and how we how we act toward or serve or love the least of our brothers and sisters is how we love God. And so we can't separate uh, the way we love each other from the way we love God. So, again, you could see there's this connection between uh, how men and women strive for holiness and how the enemy wants to attack that because he wants to destroy family. Because if he destroys family, then he destroys uh, the, the visible image of God on earth, which is Father, Son, and Spirit in heaven, man, woman, and children on earth. Satan knows that God created man, women, and children, to be an image visibly on earth of the invisible image of him in heaven. And Satan hates God. So he's going to attack us. So this shouldn't be surprising when we see the uh, horrible uh, uh, divorces that's going on throughout our world and country. Specifically our country. We look at 50% divorce rate. We look at abortion, which is attacking children which is what allows a man and woman to discover a different dimension and beauty of their uh, being man and woman. You know, you kill a child, you miss out on the beauty of motherhood and fatherhood. You miss out on the beauty of being more other-centered, other-focused. You miss out ultimately on happiness. You find happiness in the gift of self. Man finds himself in the sincere giving of himself. Woman finds herself in the sincere giving of herself. She gives of herself as wife and mother. He gives of himself as husband and father. So it's important for us to understand this design and plan that God has for every man, woman, child, and for every family on earth. To be a visible image of the communion of persons in heaven, the most holy trinity. And that there is an attack and there is an enemy of the family, Satan, who hates the family for the reason I just said, which is we are called to image God on earth. As God says in Genesis uh, 1, 26 and 27, God created him in his own image and like to smell and female, he made them. And he says, the first command God gives to Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply, meaning build family create family so we turn to the holy family and we look at Joseph good Saint Joseph Joseph is a model for every man and what it means to live uh, as a man to serve as a man to give oneself as a man we look firstly at Joseph's amazing respect and uh, reverence for his spouse, the Virgin Mary. Mary being the most beautiful of women, Joseph was very pure, very chaste. He respected and reverenced Mary. He was never thinking, what can I get from her? What can I do to manipulate her, to seek pleasure from her? You know, Joseph 
was a man of integrity. He was a man that knew how to discipline his passions for the service of to the service of God living in his wife Mary and in in Jesus his son his foster child we look at Joseph as a man of prayer Joseph had to protect and provide for Mary and Jesus so Joseph was very single focused in his duty as a, a father he cared for Jesus and Mary he was concerned how do I provide for them um, their needs he as we know you know cared for Mary protected her looked for a place for her um, to have the child Jesus which you could find on the you know inn would receive them so they had to be in a cave and again Joseph found a place he 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 worked at this he didn't give up he was a man of prayer because in another scripture right he heard from God in a dream he listened to God and trusted God and he and he fled into Egypt to keep Mary and, and the child Jesus safe. So Joseph is a protector of the divine life. So every man is called to protect the divine life of God, of the divine grace in his wife and, and children. So the first priority of every man is to protect and provide for his family first spiritually in the hierarchy of concerns for every man it's number one how do I help my wife and my children get to heaven what am I doing to help them grow in holiness how am I modeling uh, selfless love how am I teaching them and encouraging them and inviting them into a life of prayer into participation in the sacramental life of the church, in the reading of scripture, maybe giving them a book or a CD. How do I help my kids to lay a foundation for them? How do I protect them from the selfish, antichrist spirit of the world, which basically says, sink your roots into the temporal time, into the temporal order, amass goods and things, be successful in this world. You know, church is at the bottom of the, the, the list, um, I would rather watch football and go to a soccer game or play uh, this or that sport, sleep in on Sunday. This very much uh, attitude which our, our, our culture can often encourage, which is um, ultimately insanity because the, the little time we have on earth is so that we can choose God. And so if we spend the little time we have on earth choosing self, then we're basically flushing life down the, the, the toilet. We're, we're throwing our lives away. We're missing the whole point in purpose. And this is, again, a crisis of faith. We live in darkness, not in light, when we are so invested in this temporal world that we don't give ourselves um, and, and seek a life of holiness for the betterment not only of the human family, but for the salvation of our own souls. So we look at all of this and we see the demonic attack of the enemy. We have to wake up. We have to, you know, get up and, and pray and, and seek the Lord's heart. And again, this is the call and mission of every man. Man, it gets me fired up. Men need to pursue the life of holiness. Women want to be led by men that put God first. 
Kids need a strong father and leader in their families to lead them to their knees, to lead them into the scriptures, to open up a spiritual book, to read and pray as a family, um, to take your kids to confession, um, to make choices, kingdom of God choices. And so all of us have fallen short as men. We're sinners. But today, let's get on our knees and beg God for forgiveness for the times we've failed to live holy, to be other-centered, to be God-centered men, and to have godly character. So let's turn to Joseph. St. Joseph, pray for us. Help us as men to serve the women in our lives, to serve the, the children in our lives, to serve the, the people in our lives that you put there, Lord. Help us, please. God, help us. So these are just some ways that we can reflect on. You know, open the scriptures and look at how St. Joseph lived a life of holiness as we celebrate this feast of the Holy Family. And now I'd like to look a little at Mary, the Blessed Virgin Mary, most pure, most holy, the most beautiful of women ever to live, the most humble, the most open to life, Mary was uh, one who nurtured life, who could see the cares and concerns of those around her. This particular genius, um, this intuitive gift that many women have to recognize um, the interior needs of, of her children, uh, of the people that God places before them. You know, men are more so much uh, focused often on um, the external needs, which is a, a, an important thing. Uh, men need to provide and to care and protect to help their children get ready to, to go out on mission um, as faithful Christians, servants of the Christ, soldiers for Jesus Christ. And, you know, women are more focused on, you know, the interior needs, developing um, a child's um, emotional, psychological development, interiorly helping their children to experience that motherly nurturing, that motherly warmth, to draw her children into her heart and to form them. And so often today, you know, with the number of abortions, we see a lot of women rejecting uh, their call to nurture life and to give life. This is the most beautiful, amazing gift that every woman is given to receive life, to nurture that life, and to give that life to the world. Um, women are so close to God's creation of a new immortal soul that will live for eternity. How many of us have been affected by abortion? We think about this. Um, how many people will never experience um, the child that was aborted, and that child might have led them to Christ. There's people in my life that introduced me to Christ, and there are people that won't experience Christ like they should have because those children aren't here. They're gone. And why are they gone? Because we've become a self-centered and not other-centered, God-centered people. Our culture has taught us to look after ourselves more than the other. Many women today buy into this false feminism 
basically saying that you know women need to be more like men to be out in the work world to be in the workforce there's nothing wrong with that to be working and to you know make a success in this world but this world isn't what I'm living for I'm living for the kingdom of God and how sad it is that Satan deceives so many women to buy into the lie that their fertility, their ability to bear children is a burden. And this is what, again, we as men need to defend, protect women as God designed them. And to cooperate with God's design, not to impose upon them a burden. And so often our culture has taught women... And many men have been a part of this evil attack on woman, which is from the beginning of the scriptures all the way through. Women have been attacked. Why? Because women bring new life into the world. Satan hates life. He hates children. So we have to see this, to combat it, to attack it. Fertility is not a disease. Fertility is not something to be afraid of. It's not something wrong with her she's actually working properly when she's receiving uh, new life in her womb and bearing that life and giving that life that's healthy holy that's what she's called to this is the beautiful gift of motherhood we're talking about and so knowing a little bit about these two Mary and Joseph and how they both serve the child Jesus in two different yet complementary ways, we can look at our own lives as men or as a woman and reflect on how, how am I being like Joseph or Mary? How am I serving the child Jesus? How am I living the Eucharist and giving up my body and blood to serve the other that God puts in my life? And another question to ask is, how am I being attacked to not do this, to not live out my duty as a man or woman how is Satan keeping me in the darkness how am I too engrossed in the ways of the world in the vision of the world rather than in God's vision where am I in need of conversion where am I in need of grace where do I need to repent where do I need to call on the name of the Lord and reclaim my masculinity or femininity where have I lost and, and rebelled against the way God made me as a, as a woman or as a man, as a husband or father, as, a, as a, a mom or dad, where have I rebelled against that call? Because I'm thinking too much about myself. Because see, if you embrace yourself as a man, and you embrace yourself as a woman, you'll find yourself giving yourself and spending yourself. And I often like to think of it like a candle. To the degree a man is a burning light, he, in the, to the degree he's consuming himself, like a candle burns and consumes itself so that it can bring light, so too every man and woman consume themselves for service of others and bring the light of, of Christ into the world. And uh, one day that wick goes out and we move from this life into the next. So to close this reflection and meditation on the Feast of the Holy Family, I'd like you to think about if you were to die today, where would you most regret 
in your life not living as a man or woman, husband or father, wife or mother? Where do you want to grow? You know, to me, no time is too late. Now's the time of salvation for us all. And the greatest tragedy would be to live my whole life so invested in this world that I miss the whole purpose and point of my life on earth, which is to be holy, to live for God and others, to serve. How tragic it is to spend my whole life missing the point. A world in darkness has seen a great light. The light that we all look to on this day as Mother Church invites us is the light of the Holy Family. Let's allow the Holy Family to challenge us, to call us into a deeper life of holiness, to turn from our sin and selfishness, and to begin to live family. Forget about me. I love you. Lord Jesus, please help us to serve and love you like Joseph and Mary served and loved you. God bless you all.